This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Tips for a better burger anchored a spread in the Meal Tribune's most recent food section. And that was published on Wednesday, July 8th, under the headline, For a Better Tasting Burger, Use the Stove. You heard it right. It's almost heretical during summertime when everyone wants to get outside and grill to suggest that burgers actually are better cooked indoors on a flat surface than they are on a charcoal grill. That's the testimonial from Rick Nelson, a writer for the Minneapolis Star Tribune, who says he conducted interviews with more than 100 chefs between 2013 and 2019 for an online column called Burger Friday, where he was dissecting the secrets behind that most American of food items served in venues from drive-ins to food trucks to four-star kitchens. All these chefs, no matter where they were cooking, all said the same thing. A skillet allows the patties to baste in their own juices as they cook. And anyone who's paid close attention to grilling certainly has noticed that juices often drip onto the fire, the charcoal, the gas element, whatever it is. You're losing moisture. And of course, it's the spatters, those moisture spatters with the fat that cause annoying grill flare-ups. He gives a few more tips in this story, including to handle the meat as little as possible when you're forming your burger patties. Three to four ounce portions are sort of rolled into like a little meatball shape. You place the meatballs in a hot cast iron pan over medium heat and then using a wide thin spatula, smash the meatball into the pan until it's thin. That's about a third of an inch for the patty. Cook that undisturbed until the edges are crisp and brown for about two to two and a half minutes. Slide the spatula under the patty, flip it and cook for an additional minute. That's a technique that's become known as the smash burger. And I've posted a recipe to my blog several years back for a smash burger. He goes on to say that two thin patties will always be an improvement over one thick patty. It's all about the increased surface area because that means that you're going to get like a charred surface where the beef meets the pan. You have two patties, you get double the charred surface area than you have from one thick patty that just sort of has your cooked like soft meat in the middle. Some cooks argue for frying in a bare skillet, that is to say ungreased, and others advocate for fat. Some of that depends on your fat to lean ratio in your burger. And if you go back and read that column again that ran July 8th on page C2 of the Mail Tribune's e-edition, go look that one up online, you'll see a few more tips on how to select meat that has the right fat ratio. Or you can go ahead and 
add some fat during the cooking process. Some people use butter. Some people use bacon fat. He goes on to say that a nice trick is to slowly brown thinly sliced onions tossed with fresh thyme and lots of butter and use those onions as a garnish on the burger. When you remove them from the pan, though, you cook those first, add a little bit more butter, and then fry the patties in the same pan. They pick up that onion flavor. They pick up that fresh thyme flavor. It's a really nice little trick, and that's one that I do in my kitchen as well when I have some aromatics in a pan, and then I want to cook some meat to cook the meat in the pan that has sort of retained some of those delicious flavors. So those are some of the tips from Rick Nelson of the Minneapolis Star Tribune under the headline for a better tasting burger use the stove. But in the spirit of summer grilling, I wanted to share in this podcast a recipe for a grilled burger. And I have to admit, I love a grilled burger. There's just something nostalgic about it. There's something festive about it. I planned a 4th of July barbecue and my guests asked me, really, are you going to actually grill the burgers, grill the hot dogs instead of using a pellet smoker that we have that uses wood pellet fuel and smoke, but it's not the same type of smoke, the same aroma as charcoal. And that was my plan was to fire up the Weber kettle and sort of at the last minute, (laughs) I decided to go with convenience and just flip the switch on the pellet smoker and fire it up to high heat rather than piling the charcoal in the chimney with the newspaper and lighting it, which I know I'm perfectly capable of doing, but that's a process that I just didn't have time for on a day when I was trying to corral my kids and make side dishes and get the burgers grilled too. But those are definitely in my future this summer because I do love a good charcoal grilled burger on our Weber kettle. And in fact, I posted a recipe several years ago for Weber's Extreme Burgers. And this is a recipe from Weber's Big Book of Burgers, the ultimate guide to grilling backyard classics. That's published by Sunset. And you may be able to find that cookbook online. You can find this blog post in my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And the easiest way to search the archives is to go to the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page under archives and click on the arrow and select June 2014. This will be near the bottom because they're posted in reverse order on the 7th under the headline, even basic burgers, extremely good on charcoal. The headline is sort of a nod to the name of this recipe, Extreme Burger. It's extreme because it calls for bacon and avocado, a nice beefsteak tomato, Boston lettuce leaves, spices mixed into the meat, of course, with cheddar cheese melted on the patty. So I'll give that recipe now in this podcast for Weber's Extreme Burger. You'll need four slices thick cut bacon, a third cup mayonnaise, three teaspoons minced garlic, and that's a divided use, kosher salt and freshly ground black pepper as needed, two ripe Haas avocados, one tablespoon fresh lime juice, two pounds ground chuck, that's 80% lean, 
one tablespoon Worcestershire sauce, a half teaspoon smoked paprika, a half teaspoon onion powder, eight thin slices cheddar cheese, four hamburger buns that are split, four Boston lettuce leaves, and a ripe beef steak tomato that's been cut crosswise into four slices, about a third inch thick and generous cut on the tomato. It starts by frying the bacon. In a skillet over medium heat, fry those four slices thick cut bacon until crisp for 10 to 12 minutes, turning occasionally. Drain on paper towels. Whisk the mayonnaise with one teaspoon of the minced garlic, a quarter teaspoon salt, and a quarter teaspoon pepper. And in a small bowl, mash those two ripe Haas avocados that have been cut in half, pits taken out, and scooped out of the peel with a tablespoon fresh lime juice. The remaining minced garlic, a half teaspoon salt, and a quarter teaspoon pepper. In a large bowl, mix the two pounds ground chuck with a tablespoon Worcestershire, a teaspoon salt, a half teaspoon pepper, that half teaspoon smoked paprika, and the half teaspoon onion powder. Using the claw technique, which I have covered in previous podcasts, which is basically like holding your hand in the shape of a claw and just using your fingertips to gently kind of run the spices through the meat. You're kind of like massaging it almost. Please, please, please don't pick up scoops of meat and slam it down in the bowl and use the heel of your hand and knead it like bread dough. You're just making a tough burger if you do that. Gently just run your fingertips through it, almost kind of like detangling tangled hair is kind of how I think of it. And then very gently sort of portion out the seasoned meat into eight equal portions and form those into eight patties of equal size. Again, sort of like gently flattening them in your hand, sort of running your hand around the circumference of the patty. Again, we're not mashing this and manhandling it. Each patty should be about a half inch thick and a little wider than the buns. Refrigerate them until you're ready to grill. So prepare your grill for direct cooking over medium high heat and that's about 400 to 500 degrees. You can find more information about this process online at Weber's website. I think most of us who have started charcoal for grilling know that it starts out very, very hot. You want to distribute the coals in such a way that you're going to get more heat on one side of the grill and less heat on the other side, particularly if you're going to like toast burger buns on one side. But this is medium high heat. So you want those coals fairly hot. Grill the patties again over direct heat with the lid closed until they're cooked to medium doneness. That's about 160 degrees on an instant read thermometer inserted into the patty. That takes about six to eight minutes and you turn them once during that period of time. During the last 30 seconds to one minute of grilling time, place a slice of the cheese on each patty to melt and toast the buns cut sides down. Once that cheese is melted on the patties and they're cooked through, you can basically kind of put them off to the side and put your buns where they were. Build each of your burgers on a bun with the garlic mayonnaise, one of those Boston lettuce leaves, also known as bib, my favorite type of lettuce. It's nice velvety texture, sort of hearty, 
character, one of those slices of ripe beefsteak tomato, and as much guacamole as you like. This recipe is suggesting two patties per burger. So kind of layer these things together between the patties, including a slice of bacon that's torn in half and tucked in there, more garlic mayonnaise, top it with the bun top, of course, and serve immediately. That makes four servings of Weber's Extreme Burgers from Weber's Big Book of Burgers, the ultimate guide to grilling backyard classics. That was posted to my blog, The Whole Dish, on June 7th, 2014. That post is available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And read all my current blog posts, which include a recipe for a homemade burger bun, a honey whole wheat burger bun that was originally developed by the Los Angeles Times that I posted to my blog on Friday, July 10th under the headline, Elevate Your Burger Game on a Homemade Bun. Why not? I said, we're all making pizza dough, supposedly tending sourdough starters since coronavirus, stay home orders. Why not really, really elevate your game with a homemade burger bun? And you'll find that recipe at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading the whole dish.